Got Your Ears On is brought to you by Tactical Legion 9. everybody hello and welcome to this week's episode of got your ears on i'm guido along with scoot who dis and johnson remember this podcast who are these guys i don't know who are these guys hey what, guys what are you doing how have you been hey, good to uh, see you i'm good it's been a bit remember it's been, us it's been, talking it's about been things bit. yeah we did it for uh, a while we took some time off so uh, man we were hot and heavy for a long time we were. It was. Uh, it was. I, I will say this. We've done the podcast now for what three, four years. Uh, that that run between the end of football season and all the way through basketball season was probably the roughest we have had in our tenure of doing a podcast about WVU. Well, and we were weekly grinders. I mean, just yes. just going at it churning each week, and churning, right. <laughs> Yes. So uh, we, after, uh, you know, de- uh, we dealt with all that. We decided, hey, we're going to step back, take the month of May off. That kind of spilled into most of June. A sabbatical. And uh, here we are now, Johnson. Well, and we're we're busy lads, by the way. I mean, I know. We're still, very there's busy stuff people. going on. But, I mean, we want to get – we so here we are getting back into it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about since we last uh, were on the pod. So, uh, Scoot, you want to dig in? Yeah, I think um... – We've seen some stuff happen with the basketball team that we can talk about. We've seen some stuff happen a little bit with football. Um, live PD is coming back. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Scoot's excited about that. I, I will tell you, uh, I, I I feel like every Scoot, you for some reason for me, you're 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 like the most bipolar WVU fan I, I think there is. Well, because like you will hate this team yeah. and then you will love this team right. the next minute. I'm like, what many people call the voice of reason. You, you will do that. I'm, I, mean, I, I speak for the people. You speak for the people. So, so let's, let's start with football, because I think basketball is going to be a longer talk. But we'll, 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 let's start with football. Okay. And football is going to start up sooner, Scooty. Uh, JT Daniels comes. You feel like maybe he's the savior? Is that what you think this is about? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think he's the savior. Um, I do think that it's interesting. It's, 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 uh, move the needle like it, it, for him it's kind of a redemption opportunity right to kind of prove that one um maybe the injuries did get the better of him uh two that he can take this team along with Graham Harrell and, and I don't want to say make us relevant but in in a lot of ways make us relevant again um so it's intriguing i i think if you notice there's a lot of I haven't heard a lot of trust the climb talk. I feel like no. that's been kind of packed away, like put off to the side because as we've said here before, trust the climb is code for we're not going to be very good right now, so bear with us. You don't have that right now. We're I think I think the expectations are higher. Right. Well, do you think Johnson like do you think that you know the trust the climb stuff has gone away? Um and and Neil Brown's you know seat has now is now pretty hot. Like I feel like Neil Brown's seat. I mean, I know there's some years left on the contract, but after the last couple of seasons, I mean, so now it's like okay, we're we, we don't need to trust climb anymore. It's 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 Neil Brown's in, and we're making this happen. Yeah, I that's a fair question. I I don't feel like his seat is hot just because of the contract stuff we've talked about over time. But I think people have 
like there's a bit of fatigue on that, I think, because last year was such a downer and the three seasons with the previous quarterback rotation has been such a downer. I think people have done what you and I were doing, Guido. It's like, hey, forget all that. We got this fun new quarterback. Let's just talk about that and be hopeful. And I think that's where people are at right now. So now I I do think it's reasonable, though, don't you, Scoot, that there's a lot of upswing here, not only with JT Daniels, but some of the other talent that's come in. I think if you go out and you just win six games again, or you don't figure out a way to win three in a row again for a season, and some of those things just repeat, then I wouldn't at all be shocked if at the end of the season, maybe you lay an egg in another sort of yawn or bowl, then yeah, I, I would expect the heat to turn yeah, up. I think I think if he goes six wins, there's going to be some gets us to the point where the buyout is a little bit more manageable. The expectations haven't been met. So yes, I think that uh, Yonner Bowl plus six wins plus uh, losses to a pit or a Virginia Tech or maybe both. That's a problem for Neil Brown going into uh, 2023. But we'll we'll have to see. Well, when you look at the beginning of the season, you look at this this schedule as it starts, and it, it it's it's one of those things where it's like, I I will on on a Monday I'll look at these first four games, Johnson, and I'll be like, oh, there's four wins there, and then like two days later I like feel like I I, I don't know I, I didn't drink the Kool Aid, and then now I'm like, oh, if what if we dropped a pit and we dropped a Virginia Tech, and you know what, Kansas is trying. Like, what happens if we all of a sudden, you know, and it's. Three of those four games are nighttime games. It's a really weird yeah. schedule. Well, and can I tell you two things that jump out at me about this about this schedule? I'm I'm glad you brought it up because two two quick things, and I'm I'm interested to see what Scoot Scoot thinks. This road tilt, like the the road schedule part of this, is a bear to me. It is. It's it's a beast. So, you know, you've you've got obviously Pitt. Um, in Virginia Tech, two really emotional games going on. Then you're you're at Texas, um, you're you're at Texas Tech, where we we decide every season to have a lobotomy every time we play Texas Tech for some reason. So the fact that that's a way, I don't like that. Uh, and then you're you're at Iowa State. Actually, I don't care about this game. I'll be honest with you because th- this doesn't worry me as much because you're in. Uh, you're in Ames in early November instead of some of those trips out where it's like late November, early December, where it's like trying to play on the surface of Mars. At least you don't have to do that this time. But then you're uh, but then you're finishing the season against Oklahoma State and Scoot. We haven't won. No. We haven't won a meaningful game against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State in ages. Will, I'll be honest, they'll probably beat us unless something unless something drastically <clears throat> changes or improves. I'm my concern now lies with the defense and specifically the secondary we have a lot of other than charles woods i feel like we've got a lot of other question marks we um and that makes me nervous a little bit i'll be well honest. and i said two things about the schedule let me let me tell you the second thing that jumps out at me here is so you have this trip to virginia tech on a thursday and then you're following that with a trip to texas two Saturdays later. So I, I don't like that at all because I think going into lane stadium, I mean, Virginia tech can be, you know, different levels of good, bad, whatever, but it's, it's hard to go in there. Their fans pack it. It's loud. That'll be emotional for us. And you guys know, let, let's say you lose that. 
There's nothing worse to me as a college football fan than losing on a Thursday, than having to watch everyone else have fun over the weekend, and then you have to wait that eternity until the next weekend to try to right the wrongs, and you're rewarded by going down to Texas, which uh, Daryl K. Royal Stadium is one of the loudest places I've ever seen a game. So uh, to me, that's a like a little pivot point where I feel like if you string two losses together there, that, that just feels really bad, Guido. You were talking about, you know, suddenly you're in some deep doo-doo here. I think the natives start to get restless if if you start, you know, you come you come out of these like if if you're kind of at this point and all you're leaning on are wins against like Kansas and Towson, ooh, that feels that doesn't feel good well, at all. Well, and that's and that's where I'm scared cuz like so I don't know if you guys saw that this past week ESPN's computer, you know, computer rankings came out for every uh Power 5 conference. And so I went through and I read West Virginia's uh, predictions, their predict to finish ninth by ESPN's computer in the Big 12 with a five and seven record. And that is just frightening to me. Um, And and they talk about, you know, they talk about in the article that I read that like, you know, JT Daniels is, you know, it's it's trying to make a comeback for JT Daniels. But listen, really, this season, JT Daniels and Graham Harrell have bought neil brown a year Mm -hmm. okay he goes five and seven with those two pieces he's in trouble the recruiting class whatever like i think he's in trouble you can't say well i've got the 15th best recruiting class in 2020 you know the 2023 grads that's great they're going to be freshmen how many of them are you really going to play so he's he's up against it if he goes five and seven and you talk about that's good. And you got a, you got like a kid like, you know, Justin Benton, who if WVU goes five and seven and, you know, the wheels of the bus come off, he might just decommit. You know? Some I mean, of those. those yeah. Are, those some are, of those commitments. That's all change. realistic things that can happen. Signing day. Signing day happens after the season. We have to remember that. Well, and Scoot, you've got this whole uh, population of WVU Twitter that like every time I pull up WVU Twitter, people are on there just openly and, and just firmly talking about eight plus wins this season. Well, I, listen, I'd like to see three wins in a row. Can we do that first? Right. right. We've not done that in three years. Like, I don't. Do you see it in the schedule, though? Uh, I don't see it in the schedule. I mean, I mean just I, looking. I I, maybe. Here's okay. So you'd either have to beat Pitt, because I think you can beat Kansas and Towson. Or okay. you have to beat Virginia Tech, because if you lose to Pitt, then you've got to beat Kansas Towson and Virginia Tech. Okay, but let's that do that a bit. Let, let, but let's do that a bit here, right? So, of Pitt and Virginia Tech, what do you feel? What do you feel better about? Ugh. What do you What do you feel better <laughs> about? Ugh. See, to me, uh, can I give I'll, Can I I'll give say, you my uh, two My two cents is you're, you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say, which is Virginia Tech. Ne- you feel better no, about actually, Virginia. I'm not. That's interesting, Guido, because usually you and I are on the same wavelength. I I think it's first game of the season. Anything can happen. We, I feel more comfortable that WVU fans are going to go to Heinz Field and fill it up and give, like, you It'll know, kind of come. Field advantage yeah, WVU. they'll kind of combat that Pitt away. It, it won't feel stadium. like an away game. So I feel better about that than going to Virginia Tech on a Thursday. I think there's going to be old heads like us, Guido that are going to be like like their big eastness is going to come out and they're it's going to feel like a old school Thursday night big east yeah. let's get it west virginia that makes me nervous that's going to be like a huge emotional game it's going to be loud and i so of those two scoot i feel better about pit i honestly. i feel better about pit as well um 
because it's going to be home field feel for West Virginia. I think so. Um, and I think you're going to have JT Daniels is going to be amped up. No one's seen Graham Harrell do stuff yet here in this for WVU. So I think that's an advantage. But the funny thing is, I think Guido is probably and and I would agree, Guido, you're probably thinking of the two teams though. I think Pitt's better. Like I think Pitt's Pitt's the better. I would, that's what I would say too. Pitt's the better better team. Pitt's the better team. But there's something about Lane Stadium and that's a tough place to play. Here, and I agree with you. I think that pit game, there's going to be a lot of golden blue, West Virginia golden blue in the uh, in the stadium. How, I I just can't wrap my head around the fact that we have what three Thursday night games this season. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it is weird. It's it's I don't know. It's just it's going to be a strange year. We have a ton of night games, which is um, also weird because we're usually yeah. the noon game. Get it over with. Get them off the TV set. That's how I feel like they they try to play us. But Scoot, if you so of that, so you think I think we win the first three games. If we're going to win three in a row, that's yeah. where it's coming from. Okay, and then you think maybe a loss to Virginia Tech. I think a loss. That's the problem. So you scroll through there for me, Johnson. So you go Virginia Tech. That could be a loss. Texas could be a loss. Well, Baylor what I was going to ask loss. you though, like if if you've sort of navigated this with only one loss. Now you're into the meat of conference play. I think right. you have a you run a tough time with Texas Baylor and Texas Tech, especially because you're at Texas. You're at Tech. They they Tech and, throws and Baylor's out a, good and and Baylor's good. Baylor's good. Tech throws out boners to bone. Right, and, and we and we decide we don't know how to play football every time we play them. So I think we beat TCU. Okay, um, Iowa State. Uh, I think we beat Iowa State. I think so. It's at Iowa. I don't mean I don't know. Uh, Oklahoma. Have we ever beaten Oklahoma? <laughs> no. Well, so but this—that's no. the interesting thing, though. Like, do you think there will be any? The only thing I was going to ask you guys on this is, this is likely the last shot you get at Oklahoma because they're never yeah. scheduling you again, right? I mean, there's right, no, no reason for them to like. So this is frustrating if you go in and you you've got them at home. Like to me, there's a, this is a huge, this could be a huge opportunity. It would be a big downer if you let them get out of here and you never, you never got a win over them in conference play. I fear that the best chance they had was the Tavon game, which I was at. Yeah. Yeah. And And uh, I had some, I also had CC pizza that night and it was great. Um, over Wait, there at University say, Town Center. <laughs> CC Pizza was great. Yeah, at University Town Center. I don't know that delicious. anyone's ever said that. Uh, I don't think sentence. I've ever heard that It was before. a That's nice first. assortment uh, of different types of pies. Um, I recommend them highly. <laughs> CC's, if you're listening, we could use a sponsor. <laughs> be a sponsor of the show. The one that I don't feel good, though, is ending at Oklahoma State. Like, I just it's never bad. feel good about that. To me, I think that's Oklahoma definite... State, we're, we're bad against Oklahoma I know. State. Gundy's got our number. He's got our number for sure. It it could be a 500 season. That's what I'm. So that's I why. I know. That, so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I like I don't. I don't yeah. If you're if you're a WVU Twitter person and you're like at least eight plus wins, to me that's with the well, road schedule that's on well, here. It's tough. That is tough. I think I know somebody on Twitter that feels well, that way. He might think we're a 10 win season. <laughs> but here's here's what I've got with this team though. Like so when you start to look at like where this team is with personnel. You get excited about the offense. You get excited about JT Daniels. You you get excited that BFW's back. Caden Prather, you know, had flashes of excellence last year. Sam James, same thing. 
offensive line, you keep, you know, Gemeiter and Frazier and Nestor and Maul. You keep all Playing those quite guys. Quite a few games under those guys' belts by now. Yeah, you know? right. It, but then you go to the defensive side and you're like, eek, no, you're right because like, it's a lot of unknown. And so, like, is it yeah. is this is this going to be? Are are we going back to like boomer bust? Rich Rock, yeah, but like, but is it like, yeah, so that's exactly Scoot. Like, is are we going back to where like it's great we have to score forty six right. points a game yeah. because we're going to give up forty? You know, that's what. That's where I kind of stand with this team. Like, can they actually score? If they can score, I think there's a chance because the defense, I think, is going to leave a lot to be desired out there. It'll it'll bring me back to it's crazy to me. There was a stretch of time where I used to not be a big Keith Tandy fan because I felt like he got like just toasted every freaking pass play. Now you look at Tandy differently, don't you? And then I was like, Tandy wasn't that bad. Tandy was pretty good. Yeah. And I think he actually didn't he parlay that into an NFL career for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah. there was a stretch there where I thought, man, Tandy was really bad. I don't even know the names. Charles Woods, that's the only name I know right now. Saint McLeod, he's hurt. I think I'm assuming. Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Lance Dixon's back. And, yeah, you know. But I mean, Xtree got- Low, he's like 38. He's still you've on got- the team, right? He's back. Yep. I mean, you've got uh, <laughs> He's you've been got there guys. forever. X-ray. Come on, guy. What's going on? What are we getting a degree in here, son? Doc, doctor, <laughs> doctor Low, Doctor Low, Doctor X-ray Low. Um, but if like if you start to look through, you know, like some of the positions, it's a lot of transfers. A lot of you know. You you've got McLaren. He's a transfer. Floyd. He's a transfer. Hershey. I like. Know? He's got a nickname like Hershey. That could be something. It is frustrating. I don't though, think that's a nickname. I think that's his actual name, though. I think oh, that's his that's name. Not a, but that's it, not but, a nickname. That's not a nickname. That's his name. Hershey's his name. It is frustrating though, Guido, because I feel like we go through that cycle. Like we we must be that way. We insist on being that way. If one side of the ball is is strong. We have right. deficiencies where we sort of sputter on the other side. It's it's and it's flip flopped back and forth. But I, I totally agree with you. If we have to score fifty points to be in the game, man, it's it's going to be frustrating. It will be Weird. fun to watch. Probably, I think it'll yeah, be fun to probably. watch. Probably, I think it'll be. F- like, I think it will be fun to watch. If if the offense is there, I think people are okay with. They're going to be frustrated. The diehards are going to be frustrated with with giving up points. But the casual fan is going to like the team. They're going to like watching the team. But do you think we yeah, get? But, do you think we get anything against Texas or Oklahoma before they're out the door? Do you think we? What do you think we go I, one well, and one there? What? Maybe I think that's a ghost we're chasing. Like right? I don't. I mean, I get it that I, you want to beat them, but I don't know that we were ever with them to begin. With. Like you but, know what I mean? But like, I mean, it's, it's not, not like. like a, I, I was talking about Oklahoma earlier, but you could say the same for Texas. It's not like you probably ever get a shot at those guys again after this. True. And I mean, I'm okay. Than, we'll play them in a weird a bowl, bowl somewhere down the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, I mean, it would it would be cool to sort of stick it to them and be annoying, be a thorn in their side. Like, with Oklahoma, to me, it would be a very West Virginia thing to do, to lose a billion, oh. but then win the one that's like the last one, and then you get well, to talk right. some smack forever. West Virginia will beat them both games this year. It'll be the tech. They'll win that tech. They'll lose to like TCU, right? And to Kansas or Iowa State. Yeah, but it. But yeah, right. be Oklahoma and Texas. It and feels still be six and six. Yeah, that would be very us thing. To that do, is West like. Virginia. That's how they do. Right. You just you beat the teams you're not supposed to. You lose to the teams that you should beat, and everyone's. But, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Well, let's go to the other 
major sport that's rebuilding for WVU, and that's basketball, guys. And I listen. I I'm going to tell you right now. I was super depressed. If you couldn't tell from previous podcasts, what, what I was about super Scoot? depressed about basketball. Okay, basketball. In I th- I don't think I'm I I think I'm pretty clear to read. I like basketball better than I like football, and I would consider myself to be a basketball first guy. Um, yeah, that team was tough to watch. It was rough. It was really tough to watch. Um, I think we've brought in. I think Coach Huggins uh, has put a little bit more of uh, his own imprint on the guys that have been brought in. Uh, we're leaning on Power Five guys, which feels a lot better to me, a, a ton better to me. That we're leaning on guys from the Big Ten, SEC. Um, that feels good. Well, the before the Courtney Ramey train. Uh, diverted to Arizona, the projected lineup, like when he was still in the mix, was Joe Toussaint, Courtney Ramey, Eric Stevenson, Emmett Matthews Jr., who's back in the fold, and Trey Mitchell. So I'm interested. That's I'm interested. So lineup. no, it, it's I. I no, I, I'm with you. I'm. That's I'm good. now. I've gone from like where you were to now hopeful. Like it feels like it could be a fun season. I wonder who now with Courtney Ramey not in the mix. Who fills that other guard spot? Do you, Keedy? I think Keedy. Do you think so? At least, at least to start the season. At least to start the season. Because I feel like he's a rotation with Joe Toussaint is the reason I say that. Like I feel like his natural rotation would be to give Toussaint a breather in this. I'd like to see. I think. um, So I think you're going to have a couple of guys that are going to still be on the bench. Actually, I think it's easier for me to to tell who I think is more coming off the bench than I do who's starting, if that makes any sense. I think it's easier for me to tell. Like, I think, um, I think like, uh, Mohammed Wagu, Wagi, Wagi, <laughs> the big Wagu, uh, the big Wagu. No, we were I think calling he's a bench the big guy. Wagyu. It's, uh, yeah. I think he's a bench guy. Um, and he's only a sophomore. I think him and Jimmy uh, Bell are both bench guys. I, I think Bell probably is. And, and the reason why I think Bell is for right now is his overall endurance. I don't know that he's got 40 minutes. I mean, obviously nobody does, but I don't think he's got long stretches of time. I think he's going to have to be a guy that comes in, gives you five, 10 minutes. You know, I don't think he's going to be a big time guy just because of his size. To me though, that am I naive in feeling like that's a luxury? Like I like that. I mean, oh, he, I love he, cause it. he's super talented, but you love it. Yeah. And he's hungry. Right. He's got a chip on his shoulder. There's an edge to him. Let's go back. Let's go back to what Johnson asked, though, Scoot. I want to go back to what Johnson asked about. So Courtney Ramey was going to be. He was going to be that too. He was going yeah, to be that shooting right. guard. That's that's exactly. So who is that two for WVU? Like who could play that? Because Joe Toussaint, so he should be the one. I think we everybody agrees with that. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I don't think Stevenson's a two. I, I mean Emmett's not a two. Well, so who's the two? I Kobe. Keedy? No, it's not Keedy. If Keedy's first Seth shot Wilson? is about... You're going to put Seth, maybe Seth, Seth Wilson? Wilson? Maybe. Do we have a Josiah that can play that position that we didn't lose? That we don't lose? Is there a Josiah out there that can play that? I don't think he's ready. I do think Trey Mitchell starts. I think it's possible, though, that maybe a Jimmy Bell does start. Or that Pat Sumnick, I don't know exactly what he's bringing yet. But but then he's you're saying factor. maybe you just go big. 
is what you're saying. Well, so you, I th- so then you put Stevenson yeah, in the two. Right. You move Emmett to the Emmett's three. Emmett's got to be a three. For me, Emmett's a three. Well, I don't think he has to be, but I think I don't think he has to be. I, a three. I think if you're saying it's not Keedy and it's like a Kobe Seth or somebody like that, then I think to I don't know. To me, I feel like either they're slotting in or you, you go a bit bigger and you let Stevenson play the two. But either way, I think it's interesting. I mean, going bigger to me in the Big Twelve, it's not a bad thing. It's not like you're gonna not want that anyway but i don't see keedy in the two i guess is what i'm saying he's not a shooting guard there's no way i, I think, I I think his it. natural rotation would be to give toussaint a rest every now and then and that's that feels like the natural rotation for him i think stevenson's the two now that i'm looking at it he's six four you think stevenson's the two he's six four okay He's a two. I think the I think the problem I have, Scooty, in the in the thing that we've dealt with with Huggins in the past is is that got I mean, we have all new faith. We're talking about a starting five of all new guys that weren't on the court last year. Now I get it, Emmett Matthews has been in the program and knows it. We're talking about five new starters here, assuming that Keedy's not a starter. That's not that's not what Huggins does. It's not what he's done for the thirty plus years that he's coached. Yeah, it feels weird. So that's where I start to worry about like can we actually pull this off? And has, and you know, and, the, and has this transfer portal and all of this really pushed Huggins out of the game? Like I think so. Here's this is going to sound weird to me, or to you maybe not. Doesn't sound, let me say this again. This is going to sound weird to you. It doesn't sound weird to me because I'm saying it, so it doesn't sound weird to me. <laughs> I think Huggins will do better with this team, partly because. It feels like they can create the team as it's going in the sense that like, so before you had Taz, you had Sean McNeil, and then we had to try to piece in these mid-major guys who were the man on, like they were the guy on their team. They were the bucket on their team. So we're going to put them on this team and those guys are going to still come in with that mentality and they're kind of trying to figure that out. These guys, to me, this new team, to me, comes Mm. across a little bit more polished in the sense that they've kind of like some of the, the, you know, when you're Joe Toussaint and you've been playing for Iowa and you're going up against Illinois and Ohio State and Michigan and Michigan State, like that's way different than going up against James Madison and Robert Morris and right. you know like old Dominion like that's a, that is apples and oranges Toussaint's a Brooklyn or a, I don't know if he's Brooklyn is he Brooklyn he's a New York guy he's a New York guy he's the Bronx right. yo he's ready for anything right there's nothing that's going to scare that guy well and it feels very hugs to be working with people that's like that i a, think oh, so man. i i agree with guido it's weird because usually he uses that first year hey get a guy acclimated then you see the big jump in the second year i think it's probably guido what you're not putting words in your mouth that's usually what we're, what we're talking about so but i also think these guys seem hungry like i think they know this is like they've taken advantage of the portal <laughs> It's a little bit of a last chance you yeah right like they it. like let's make something happen like let's get like listen, let's get on it has well there, and here's the thing guy it can't get any worse than it was last. I mean, we can't be four and fourteen in the conference. Yeah, that's that's you, for we sure. Can't. Yeah. Like, like 
it's it's there's something's got, i mean hopefully this something changed it changed like i just don't know what right to now to on the surface we obviously haven't seen them play yet have there ever been two guys on huggins team at wvu that scream bob huggins more than jimmy bell jr and joe toussaint no, I agree with you. Jimmy Bell Jr. That's a Jimmy Huggins guy. Like, if you've ever seen a Huggins, a Huggins guy, guy. Like, that is a Huggins guy. Like He's listed right now, Scooty. He's listed right now. And, like, I feel like every time I read his, stat, his like, size, it, he grows. He's listed right now 6'10", 295. I love it. I, I don't – 295. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And, he, and he's worried about, like, working – like, I read that one of the big things for him was he wanted to get to meet the uh, – the strength and conditioning coaches, that was a big deal to him. Like who, who was going to be helping him get in shape. And I follow him on social media and the guys in the gym all the time. He's posting pictures constantly of being in the gym or working out or so like, listen, I think this is a hungry guy. This is a guy that feels like this could be his chance at some redemption. We've got him for two years. If we want him. like he's got that COVID year that he can do past this year. This could be a, a pretty special thing for him, a chance for him to kind of like he went from St. Louis to a junior college now, you know, power five. This could be a, a big thing for him. And you just you just want to hear Tony Caridi go like Tunka for the dunk yeah, or something for the Dunka Dunka with Tunka. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and don't you think you put a guy like Trey Mitchell in there? He oh man, the Big Twelve is not going to be new to him. You know, so to your point about competition you've been up against and gyms you've been in. I mean, Trey Mitchell isn't going to have any, like, he he's distracted being in the fog. Or, he, you know, like, he's he's been around. He's already, he knows Shoot. the Big 12. His high school, like, being from Pittsburgh, that's tougher than a lot of these guys, have, like, that we've had in the past, like, just playing high school in Pittsburgh. Like, so, like, there's some inner city toughness about Trey Mitchell that's going to be there that we haven't had in a while. Now, granted, he did play some at Woodstock Academy in Connecticut that I'm seeing here now. So as a Connecticutian, as a Connecticutian, what do you, what do you feel when um, you read that? I feel that he's well, well, uh, traveled okay. and that <laughs> he, he's a, he's you a don't think he picked up any, play, uh, you don't think he picked up any toughness from uh New York's upside down frying pan hat? time is what you're saying i mean there may be some but he played at a, a prep academy so oh, okay. i'm not going to say that there was a lot of that um well i think having hope for the basketball season after what we sat through last season is just fun again i mean it feels nice now yeah could it could it go into the crapper by christmas sure but i mean it feels good it feels well, fun. i think that's the thing for me it's like it's so like we we dealt with it last season. I mean, we but we went into Christmas and we were like, "Hey, this basketball team isn't bad. We've only lost two games. It, it we're winning games, but we didn't play we didn't play anybody." And the schedule. I mean, granted, I think this this year's preseason or whatever you want to call it, pre-conference schedule is going to be a little tougher, especially with that Phil Knight legacy thing that they're doing out in Portland over Thanksgiving. With that'll uh, that'll with, speed you, know, you up as far as how that'll yeah, speed that'll you. get you ready. Yeah, that'll wake you up. You'll be um, awake for that one. I mean, I like Gonzaga, I like that we don't have this big time leading scorer. I kind of like that. There's no the, yeah. I, I will say the one thing. I mean, who's the guy on this team right now? I think the guy on this team's Emmett, and I think that's just by default because it's, he's going to know the system, home. right? He'll know the system. Yeah. He's going to be everybody knows Emmett's him. The, gonna the be fans the leader, know him, right? I don't. I th- and I, I think I told you guys this in text, and this is obviously probably while we were on our sabbatical. Like Emmett Matthews coming back 
to me, seals the deal for this being a team we're ready to go. Let's go. Like that. Do you think do do you think there was a part of Huggins who wanted Emmett to come back because he wanted him to be the leader of this team? Like Emmett said when he left that he left on good terms. He just wanted to go home. Like he wanted to go back to where his family was. So like do you think Huggins said, "Hey, I need you to come back and I need you to be the leader because I got all these new kids." And I think there's some you're of that. Be the guy. Yeah, I think there could be some of that. I definitely think that there was some um hey, listen, we could we need a guy. We need a guy that knows what we're doing here. Because right now the young guys aren't ready or whatever. I'm sure but that conversation it, well, happened. Well, just just to acclimate them. I mean, because it, it is you got to acclimate them to Morgantown and the WVU. Well, and, and let me let's be it. honest. Do you feel better with Emmett Matthews being in the fold, kind of showing all these new guys the ropes, or would you rather Jamel King or? Or Kobe Johnson or Seth Wilson. Oh no! Showing absolutely. the new guys the new the ropes, right? Like I mean, we were we said it at the end of the season before we knew all these transfers. That was like who was going to stay, who was going to be the guy next year. We were all like Kedrian was going to be the guy. No, no offense to Kedrian, I like him. I think he's a good player, but he's never been. I don't think he's ever been that much of a standout. Well, I guess. And Scoot, is a, is doesn't that a, it? Is that a nice way to put Scoot, it. Doesn't it make you pine for Emmett freshman year Big Twelve tournament, Emmett? If, like, if we get aggressive, Emmett. Yeah, I think we will get aggressive. If you Emmett. if you get like if you get the better portion of this season, if you get aggressive, Emmett, man, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. Here's the thing, and I'll I'm this is not a slight, but I guess it is a slight. When you preface it that way, I feel like Guido and I are ready for the slight. <laughs> okay, yes, we're ready for it. Jalen, yeah, at his best, yeah, right, was occasionally. Like a, an okay Emmett. Oh, spicy. Spicy Emmett, take. At his best is beyond. It, it is, and Emmett's more consistent, right? You you know you're going to get at least 11 points a game from Emmett. I'll be the first to admit, like, with the whole thing with JB, like, he was a West Virginia guy, and, you know, and... And, and you know how Johnson, I mean, it's, you know how us West, West Virginians are, Scooby. Like, West oh, Virginians whatever, like, West we all got little heart. When, when he said he was oh, coming to WVU uh, and he was, we all had hearts in our we eyes. Hook, all, line, we, and like cartoon, like, we were in. Right. Come on. You know, uh, I agree with you, Scooty, though. I think when you, if, when you step Scoot, back. But you are being as, uh, you are being as the French say, uh, the provocateur right now, right? You're <laughs> trying to stir the pot. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be weird. If JB's really good, Guido in a Baylor Bears uniform, like if I don't, I if he, I, do you think he's I don't going know? To be? I don't know uh, what to think because he was so weird. He like he felt like such untapped potential in Morgantown. So I don't know. He what was to more think. like, and I don't, like I'm not trash talking the guy, but to me, he was more like Issa Ahmad than he oh, is. Scoot does that because he knows how much I liked Issa. He does Issa this every show. He does this like, every basketball season. There was times where you look at Issa Amon, you're like, that guy looks just like LeBron's build. He should be like oh, LeBron. He was amazing. Remember he would palm a basketball like a Nerf ball, and you yes. were just like, that guy should just be taken over right now. And then his career came to a crashing halt when he and Wesley Harris got booted from the team. Like, yeah, I mean, it sucks. Come but on. I, but I there were times where I felt like in, Issa... I was gonna say there was times where I felt like Isa had like nudie pics of hugs or something, or there was some sort of like back backdoor deal where he said, "Listen, you come to WVU, you'll start every game, regardless of whether you're asleep or awake. Like you will start." 
and a lot of times he was asleep. Well, don't you think, though, in JB's case, the reason I say I don't know is because, look, in his defense, like our offense was terrible. We didn't run any. He wasn't aggressive enough to create his own shot. So do with that what you want, Skew. Like if, if that's the criticism, I get it. But all I'm saying is if he goes down, it, it won't shock me. I mean, I'll be surprised, but I, it won't shock me if he goes down with Scott Drew they run a more uh, like a better offense that's more conducive to getting him shots, and he knocks him down. Like, and he's and he looks solid every you think game. He's it, a starter there. It won't shock me. But here, here's the thing about JB, and like, and this is the thing that made me. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, our friends, the Final Forecast, uh, they interviewed him, and whatever a month ago, since we've done our last podcast, they interviewed him, and, and I, the reason I I'm I think that JB is going to have a tough time in any program is the overall attitude and like he he left wvu you know and threw a match as he went because he said on that podcast he goes i'd rather be taught than yelled at i can take yelling if you're teaching me so basically saying you know and he didn't name names he didn't point at fingers at any coaches but basically going back to what we all said you know prior to all of that like it was all about coaching issues and problems with personnel and people if you don't like the way that you're coached I mean, I think he's going to have the same problem anywhere he goes, Scoot. I don't think he's going to be coddled anywhere he goes when you're playing D1, well, you know, Power listen, 5 basketball. And that goes back to what we talked about with this team. We're bringing in Joe Toussaint, a guy from the Bronx, who um, if you've been in New York City at all, like you know that that's – that's where like some of the some of the best basketball players don't even make it onto college or, or professional teams. They're playing in parks. So like the fact that he's coming from New York is is a great thing. And that's a that's always been a very good place for Huggins to recruit. Jimmy Bell, hungry. Muhammad Wagu, Wagi, whatever. Wagi. Hungry. Like we're bringing in guys we that have are never hungry. started calling him the big Wagyu. I know now it's, Wagyu. it's all stuck <laughs> yeah. in our head. Uh, Eric Stevenson yeah. coming from Frank Martin, who Frank Martin, I'm a 45 year old man. Frank Martin scares me a little bit. Like I would think I would like, if he got mad at me, I would be a little nervous. Cause like he comes across like he could be uh, fairly intimidating. But Scoot, Scott Drew looks like he works at TurboTax, right? He's not going to scream at you like I hugs. Agree. And and that's, I, so and I'm that just saying be... he's got and he's got a really good culture at Baylor. I mean, the the guys that play for him seem to love him. So all I'm just playing devil's advocate. It won't it won't shock me if if JB goes down there, he feels more comfortable because you know it's all well. It doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means like he's more comfortable in that environment. To your point, I think we've got guys that can handle being yelled at. Yeah, well, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I mean, you're trying to tell me Eric Stevenson's never heard somebody yell at him? Yeah, sure. He had Frank Martin. That guy scares me. Right. Like I just said, you know, Jimmy Bell Jr. That guy, he kind of scares me because he's a big dude. Like that, that's going to go okay for us. I think I think we've got some guys here. And, and I think that these guys that we've brought in have a little bit more of, like I said earlier, to start this whole thing. They have Coach Huggins footprint fingerprint whatever you want to say you can tell he was a little bit more involved in the recruitment of these guys a little more they're definitely more huggins ish players i I agree with that you know i i I hear you well we'll find out i mean you know i mean we're still months away from basketball but we'll start to see all that you know pipe up here in the next 
couple of months. Uh, we got football starting here in, in a month and a half. So it's all it's all going to happen soon, guys. It's all going to happen soon. Well, listen, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with the number one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast. It's a little game we like to call Bluff the Fluff. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast-opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VortechKnives.com today and use the code G-Y-E-O, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's Vortech, V-O-R-T-E-K, Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday carry knives. Vortech Knives. All right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Listen, don't forget, look for us online. You can find us on the social medias at Got Your Ears on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. We're somewhere out there, I think. Uh, so definitely check us like out five there. Like five there. Somewhere out there? Somewhere out there. Um, so anyways, guys, I don't know if you know this. Uh, research has proven that there is one game show on a West Virginia University sports podcast that's better than all of the other game shows on other WVU sports podcasts, and it's ours, Bluff the Fluffs. And so what we do is every week we have a little bit of a battle between Scooty and Johnson about who is the best uh, and uh, who is not the best. And we have an intern, guys, and, uh, you know, we've given him a month off. He, um, you know, I, I I think he's still on board with us. A uh, little concerned about his uh, buy-in to our system, Scooty. Of, of well, you know, hasn't really been checking in on you. He, has he? no, and I think what he, I think he's disgruntled. I think he wants in he's on this. Action. I think he wants a microphone. But I mean, he, he uh, I don't know if he's earned it. I don't think he's earned it. I mean, first of all, he has no affiliation or <laughs> with WS Virginia hey, at look, all. So I don't know I that, why you want to go at WVU's newest, biggest fan. I mean, that's true. Like, I'd I'd go easy, Scoot. Because so I'm he's... just saying, like I I know this WVU's biggest fan, newest biggest fan, yeah, fairly well. Um, mm-hmm. I I would welcome a challenge to him. I challenge him in the next bluff to fluffs. I challenge him. I I okay. am willing I like to this. see what he knows in bluffing of the fluffing. First, we'd have to get him a microphone and less background, <laughs> less fans, less fans. First. He yeah, likes less, a lot of fans. A lot of fans. It's as if of, he a, I, worked for like Audi or something in any wind tunnel or something. Yes. I don't know. Yes, like he te- he does aerodynamics testing for, yes, uh, for yeah Cloney. He's uh he's yeah you know I think you should challenge him. I like this. You could you I think you you Scooty could beat him in bluff the fluffs. I I would Listen, back you Scoot. I. I'd be a scoot supporter. I think Johnson can beat him while spotting him points. Wow. Wow. Oh no, I don't want to do that. I think I think this battle of the Kineticutions, like I think Guido, I think you should have a special upside down New York's frying pan hat hat made. And then whoever oh, wins like this. this battle of the Kineticutions, they get to wear it. Yes. yes. We look like Johnny Appleseed. I like this idea. 
<laughs> you would look like Johnny Appleseed if they just had a hat in yes, the shape of right. Connecticut. That's what they had to wear in their heads. I like this. Um, well, anyways, Cloney still, though, coming to bat for us. He writes our bluff the fluffs. Uh, so thank you. You can find him on Instagram, too. He's at the Brian Clone. Guido? Uh, definitely. Can I, can I dedicate my win, my will-be win here to uh, one Josh Witt? Oh, so you were dedicating your win before no, you're the calling win. your shot here? I'd like to dedicate my win to jo- Josh. Josh Witt right. of uh, Unnecessary Proposition. Is that uh, your, your favorite? That's right. Uh, unreasonable unreasonable uh, conspiracy. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, of course you can. What happens if you lose here? Like, I'm going to de- uh, dedicate his loss to Unreasonable Doubt as well. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so basically this bluff the fluffs is yes. for Josh, is what we're, what we're saying. Josh uh, Josh uh, was a little concerned, checked in on us He's while nice we were on our sabbatical. I mean, come on. He was worried about us. We're still here. Uh, so anyways, guys, going back to what we do here, bluff the fluffs game show. Uh, right now, you guys are playing against each other. I have no idea who's in the lead. I think it's Johnson. That's me, probably me. I think I'm pretty we sure both. it's Johnson. We, we all three know it's me, Scoot. Yes, I agree. Uh, correct answer is worth five points. A steal is worth 10 points. And final bluff is worth 25 points. As always, we have a complete and total random flip of the coin. And Johnson, you get to go first. And this week, guys, it's a good one. I think that I think Johnson's going to have the slight advantage here, Scooty, because he probably does this with his family and a family setting more than you do with your family. Is this a backhanded, this feels very, I feel like you're setting me up. I just feel like Johnson, you and your family sit around the table and play board games way more than Scooty's family does. And this week's bluff the fluffs is all about board games. We we've been known to do that. Yes. We've been known to your family, you and the, you and your family board games. I mean, when's the last time your family said, down played a board game together. We do some board gaming. Uh, uh, I mean, it's been a while, but I've done some board game. I, I think I'm going to surprise some folks with your knowledge of Candyland. Is that what you're doing here? What are you doing? Shoots and ladders. <laughs> All right, Johnson. So first one is to you. Here we go. According to the official rules of monopoly, how much money should the player receive when they land on free parking, is it none, $100, $500, or all of the money in the center of the board? Ooh. Now I'm wondering if some, you know how you have like, yeah, 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 but this is how our family plays right. this, you yeah. know? You made up your, your, your family rules, right. Now I'm wondering how much of that has been put into the, I'm going to, okay. Uh, I think in the official rules, it is $500, Guido. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Scooty, for 10 points and the steal, is it none, $100, or all the money in the center of the board? And this is for the free parking again? Free parking. Free parking on the Monopoly board. But how much? I think it's none. I think it's none. That's correct for 10 points, and Scooty takes the lead on a steal. No money. You're not Wait, that's they're... the official thing? Yes. Yeah, there's no, that's just a, that's a house rule there. Yeah, because the... we, we actually play all the money, but I was thinking that must be a thing we do. Man, okay, I didn't know that. There you go. All right. All right, uh, Scooty, here you go. Next question is to you. Um, across the pond in jolly old England, the game of checkers goes by another name. What is the name that they call it? Is it 
Deucers, Dougals, <laughs> Drafts, or Dinos? Scoot, before you, you have to answer this in a Cockney accent. Blimey, blimey. Well, let me think here a little bit. Feel free to, say, feel give me free the answers channel, again. Feel free to channel your uh, your Rolling Stones. Feel free. To, <laughs> you're, you're, you're. <laughs> here I am, pointing my fingers. <laughs> uh, Is it Deucers, Dougals, Drafts, or Dinos? Oh. Well, you know... Uh, I think we like to play a little bit of deuces. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's in. That's incorrect, uh, uh, Scooty. Uh, so Johnson for ten points in the no. steal. Is me. I don't is know. It, did I say anything else other than blind me? Is it? No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, Johnson for ten points in the steal. Is it Dougal's drafts or? Dinos. Well, wait, yeah, Deucer's in there too, right? That's what he guessed. I guess Deucer. Oh. I guess Deucer's, mate. <laughs> Sorry, I was away from the mic laughing. I'm, okay, I'm going to go. Uh, I think you're playing. Uh, I think you're playing drafts. That's correct. For 10 points in the steel, Checkers is called drafts in jolly old England. There. Didn't know that. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, all tied up, back to zero, guys. 10-10 uh, each. And, Johnson, this next question is to you. Chess, an abstract strategy game featuring no hidden information, has seen the most grandmasters come from this country. Is it India, England, Poland, or Russia? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Poland. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Scooty, for 10 points in the steal, is it India, England, or Russia? Well, uh, first of all, I don't like the terminology grandmaster. That sounds weird to me. Um, secondly, I'm going to go with India because they've got a lot of people. <laughs> sounds logic, but <laughs> wrong. I mean, you go with a lot of, you go, hey, there's a lot of people there. They got to be good at chess, right? It's right. Like, that's right. right. That's how I mean. Somebody in there is good at chess. Law of averages. Yeah, some, law right? of averages, right? No, it's Russia. Russia as uh, as the country that has, has had the most grandmasters in chess. All right, so we're still tied at 10. And, Scooty, this next question is back to you. The phrase, going back to square one, originates from this classic board game. Is it the Oregon Trail, the Game of Life, Shoots and Ladders, or Stratego? I'm going to say Shoots and Ladders. That's correct for five points. Shoots and ladders, Scooty. Good job there. That I mean, I feel like that you were a shoots and ladders kind of kid. I was a pro. You were a pro shoots, shoots and ladders. Like if there was a circuit, I'd be on it. I started yes. to ask you if your answer was going to be Stratego to use your Sean Connery, but we didn't get to do Stratego. <laughs> All right, Johnson, uh, you, you're <laughs> Who's down. Who's the man now, dog? <laughs> Johnson, you're down uh, five right now. Scooty's got to lead 15 to 10. This next okay. question is to you. Yes, that's right. This classic game, originally played on pen and paper, became one of the first games to be computerized in 1979. Was it Othello, Connect Four, Risk, or Battleship? Ooh. 
Um, this is tough. Are these clone dog questions, or did you this, make this these? Is, up? No, this is all cloning. All right, dang clone. Um, I'm going to say Othello. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Scooty for ten points in the steel. Is it Connect Four, Risk, or Battleship? I'm going to go with Battleship. That's correct. For 10 points in the steal to take the lead 25 to 10 over Johnson. Yeah, Battleship, first game computerized in 1979. I think the part of that makes me more interesting is they originally played Battleship on pen and paper. You didn't have like the little pegboard? I'm, like, yeah, I'm wondering if I, it's like a chart chart paper maybe. Maybe. special A special Battleship paper? Maybe. I don't know. Feels like a very thing to sell to people is special battleship paper. Yes. Special battleship paper. That's like a business right there. All right, uh, Johnson, you're in trouble now. Scooty, this next question is back to you. Final question before final bluff. Trivial Pursuit, a game like basketball that has the Brian Cloney dominates Scoot in it associated with it, uh, associates <laughs> this color with the science and nature category. Green. Uh, that's correct for five points. Green is correct, Scooty. You didn't even let me say the colors. I mean, uh, I, I so feel you can like just goes to show how much Brian Cloney dominates me. Yes, you were. I think I've a... proven my point. Are you a classic Trivial Pursuit, or do you like to play the new version? I'll do them all. I'll You'll do them all, and I will whoop anybody. All right. I, I feel like that's kind of what we do here. It's Trivial Pursuit versus each other, and I'm dominant. All right, Scoot, speaking of dominating, you're correct. You're up right now 30 to 10 over Johnson, but Johnson, you're not out of it yet. Final bluff worth 25 points. You can still come back, pull this win out of the air here. All you have to do is get this question right. Before we do that, we remind everybody that uh, 25 points is what you get when you get the correct answer, but you guys also have to have your own buzzers. You buzz in for this question. Johnson, what's your buzzer this week? Hearth. Hearth, all right? And Scooty, what do you got for a buzzer this week? <laughs> Scooty has the loud buzzer. Johnson has the, the uh, I, I don't even know what, what hearth. Um, all right, here we go. Final bluff. The prisoner in the game of Monopoly has a name. What is his name? Is it Larry the Loser, Jake the Jailbird, Billy Buffalo Nichols, or pickpocket Pat. Hearth. All right, Johnson, for 25 points and the win. I'm going to go with uh, Jake the Jailbird. That's correct for 25 points and the win over Scooty to get you to 35, 35 to 30. It is Jake the Jailbird is the name of the prisoner on the Monopoly board. Scooty, you do not look happy. <sighs> I mean, come on. And that one goes out to Josh Witt. You're welcome. Hold that L. <laughs> Scoot. Scoot does not like to lose in that fashion. That is a tough loss for you, Scoot. I was dominant. That's a buzzer beater. He guesses. Right there. He took a guess at the end. Could you hear how long he paused? He was like, what could it be? What could it be? I'll take a guess on this one. Pause. I mean... Feels Pause. very bottom of the ninth. Feels very bottom of the ninth right Ugh. there. That was definitely a walk-off, Johnson. Congratulations. Uh, I still think you remain on top. I actually think that, if I go back and look, I think that's four wins for you against Scoot's one win and Bluff the Fluffs this season. That's rough. It's a rough Scoot. 
Skewed feels bad. I don't like it. No, I like it at all. Well, listen, uh, I hope you guys like that we were back doing a podcast. We're going to try to be a little bit more regular about it, maybe every other week up until when the season begins. And then, listen, we promise we'll be back at it once football season kicks in. We'll be back weekly giving you our thoughts and uh, hopefully happy thoughts, right, guys? Hopefully happy thoughts about WVU basketball and football. I hope this optimism uh, bears fruit, right, Scoot? I think that's what we're hoping. Uh, Yeah, I like fruit. So, yes. (laughs) Scoot, I feel like Scoot has got to lead us this year, Johnson. I feel like Scoot's got to be the one who's going to be amped about this team because if Scoot's down, like I feel like you and I are already a little down. Yeah, we are. We're historically down. I think what we need to do, Scoot, is what we did last year where we all put our picks in and you were like Nostra Scootus through like game seven or something. I was dominant. And we need to see if that we need to see if that repeats itself. I think yeah. maybe we need to throw some bets in the in the mix. Okay. All right. Like um if uh you predict the the winner to lo- you know win and they they win you you're fine but if you get the pick wrong then maybe you have to uh, go shirtless or something for the next podcast. This is my nightmare, but okay, <laughs> we can do that. Wait, does Johnson does Johnson have to? Can he? Does he only have to take well, one shirt off, or does he have to take shirtless. both shirts off? He's got to go dose shirtless. <laughs> no shirtless. Uh, sorry, that's a joke that Johnson likes to wear two t-shirts all the time. He's a double. He's a double shirt. He's a double shirter. Why? He's a double shirter. Why I mean, are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be back. I don't plan to do any game, any shows with the shirt off. <laughs> just, uh, just let you know that. No, yours would be you're not allowed to eat any cheese. All right. <laughs> oh, for that, that, for that week. For that oh, week, you can't eat any cheese. A week of no, week of oh, no cheese. I'd right. be so mad at the next podcast. You would be <laughs> hangry. You would also be less gassy, but I mean, Guido uh, yeah, would true. not be allowed to dye his hair for that week. Oh, that's that may be the <laughs> toughest thing. Guido likes to dye his hair. I, listen, I will tell you now, I won't dye my hair until uh, after the season starts. We'll see. I think happens. we need to see Guido with it's a not beard. Change it all because there's no Guido with a beard is bad news. Guido... <laughs> that would be that might have to be one of the bets on the table. No shave, no shave, no uh, shave, Guido. That would be that'd be bad news. So I get the patchy beard. I get like the I think that'd pa- be great to watch. Patchy beard. Well, yeah. I think we need to line those up. Yeah, we got it. We got to We got to start thinking of those. So, uh, but listen, uh, check us out online if you haven't got a chance. Check out our website, gotyourearson.com, and don't forget find us online. Look for us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those places, and tell your friends. Download the podcast. We're kicking back in the gear, guys. It's time for uh, sports to kick back in. We're ready to go. Crank it up. Crank it up. So uh, we'll be back, guys, soon with another show. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.